Sportsnet 590, The Fan. What's up, everybody? Checking the calendar. Wednesday morning. It is Wednesday morning. Fan morning show. Brent Gunning and the Uber. Excited to be here. Sammy McKee. Guy loves morning. So happy to be up with all of us. We're happy to be here with you. You know we love to hear from it. We will put the bat signal out early. Grinders who have been grinding. If you're just starting the grind right now, I got to be honest. It's going to be a tough sell, but if you've been grinding for a while, hit us up on the text line, 590-590. Please include your name and location. Somebody who's grinding, not even working today. Our boy Daniele gifted us David Sampson and Nick Foligno. He's going to join us. They're going to join us a little later on in the show. Not Daniele. We are not calling him in to come on the show. Love him, but we're going to leave him alone on his vacation day. And our grinder of the day in the clubhouse, clubhouse lead, Barstool Riggs, going to join us at 830 and that's 5.30 in the morning where he's at. So he's getting up for us to break down everything going on in the world of golf. But let's be honest, big story today. I can't believe there is one coming out of the All-Star game. But it is Jordan Romano leaving the game with back tightness last night. Sorry, stiffness. I want to get this very wishy-washy diagnosis perfect. Lower back stiffness. Sammy McKee, are we happy you finally got in the game this year? And good morning. Yeah, it was a tough one for me yesterday because I actually opined that he should get into the game. He didn't get into the game last year. Uh, One of my big hobby horses. Man, I was passionate about it last year, about getting him into the game. And he was leading the league in saves this year. Was it the seventh inning that he came in or the sixth inning? Sixth or seventh, uh, yeah. Uh, He comes in and, like, the way that 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 went for Jays fans – that game in Tough. general was not great, <laughs> really. Like, so Romano comes in, and I don't know, was it the first pitch or the second pitch yes. that uh, that Lourdes Gurriel Jr. I thought for sure hit out of the park off of him. So you're like, wow. Not I mean, it you, might have left the park. It was just a matter of where on the foul line it was. Not only did you lose this trade handily <laughs> in the offseason, not only were you, as one of the things that you look back on, where you traded. Uh, your, was he the top prospect? Pretty close to your top yep. prospect in Gabriel Morano and Lourdes, and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. For a guy who, was he hitting 210? Yeah. Great everywhere else other than hitting the ball, which is somewhat important. So he gets hurt, he gets hurt leaves the game after an almost home run. Whit Merrifield gets caught on the base pass. Uh, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. bounces out to third in one of his only at-bats. Bo Bichette, RBI, on a sack fly. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it was the most enjoyable experience for Blue Jays fans. Um, Forgot a couple of things. Yes. Uh, Vladdy error well, oh, yeah. well, yeah. well wearing, yeah. and I want to be clear, no knock on this. It was just hilarious when I noticed it. Wearing what had to be a 45-pound chain uh, around his neck. That thing looked heavy. Good on him. I, I, I wouldn't wear it. It would look a little funny on me, but yeah. I'm not knocking it at all. Uh, and then also Vladdy nearly killing someone in the crowd with a helicopter bat release. Uh, yeah, looking he, like me uh, when I was nearly maimed by Randall Gritchick many moons ago. I thought he was doing his best uh, tribute to Edwin Encarnacion. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I remember like those days in 2015, 2016 <laughs> and He'd just send bats <laughs> flying into the crowd. And there was no net then? No. So when did the net come in? Because I was thinking about it last night because they used to – I remember a guy like caught the bat oh, yeah. and he was like holding it yeah. up and like 
that's crazy that the, you could throw a bat into the crowd that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. That was like seven or eight years ago now. So anyways, it I was... will say the one, the one great moment in baseball history we wouldn't have if it were for the Nets and, you know, lives protected greater than this, but was the, uh, the famous pizza incident at Fenway yes. Park. And so, you know, little give, little take. Uh, someone's life, pizza incident. I think we know which side of the ledger you should come up Here comes up a on. pizza. So, Here comes a pizza. It's so good. It the is, gentleman in the Patriots jacket. Look at this. They got the Telestrator out. Uh, okay, so All-Star Game last day. Oh, and there was one other bad part of it, just for us. Uh, a strange hobby horse you and I have both adopted over mm. the years is, you know, the Man's League, the AFC and the American League. Our beloved American yeah. League lost last night. Never happens. I know. Literally never. It's the first time in six years. This is the first in seven years that the American League But they has even lost. before that time they lost, I, they just, they'd lost when they had won everyone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tough one for the uh, tough one for the real league. Yeah. Uh, sorry, NL, you know. I know you all NL fans listening to this show this morning. That's a tough one to hear, but the the big boy league has dominated this. Uh, all those all those dormant Expos fans, like, oh gosh, don't <laughs> we, kill my league. We let we let we let you have it, you know, for this year. But next year, the American League will come back and take you down. But um, one of my real hobby horses with this is, and it's not um, a unique one, mm. but I found myself watching it last night. One of my all time favorite things about the about the uh, All Star Game in in baseball is when they used to wear their jerseys. Their jerseys. Yeah, of course. And they used to do that in the NBA, didn't they? Yes, they did. And I thought that was always such a unique thing yep. that you get to kind of show off the mm-hmm. jersey. And totally. It's, they got, and I thought last night the jerseys were okay. Yeah. I hated the black pants with for the for the National League. Like, yep. I, don't, I don't think black pants really belong in baseball. It's either Agreed. gray or white or Agreed. powder blue or whatever other yeah, color. Yeah, yeah. But the black pants, Never they just book. kind of look like servers out there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, these, these looks are... Hors d'oeuvres, sir. Yeah, they just... It was not a great look for them, I didn't think. So that would be my biggest complaint about how they looked. It's just the black pants. Uh, not for me. Tough look. I know that they're trying to do the, the Mariners colors with the other ones, and yeah, I don't yeah, mind yeah. that. The Mariners have really nice jerseys, yep. so I get, I get the inspiration. But go back to wearing the normal jerseys. I thought that was such a cool thing. And with baseball... It's not like you're going to get confused. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can. Every guy could have a different jersey on. It would not matter. Like a completely different colored jersey yes. and it would not matter. Although it does bother me mm. when I'm watching the Jays play the Rays sometimes. Oh. And, and the once in a powder while. Powder blue. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'll wear the dark. Yeah. And it'll be like the Jays wearing their powder blue and they're wearing their dark blue. Yeah. I'm like, that just doesn't jive with me. But totally. yeah. That's a, this is a jersey corner at it's whatever fine. time it is, 6.06 in the morning. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, them not wearing their home jerseys anymore. I love that. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I mean, we know, we know why. Uh, it's because they. I, they no, like I did sell jerseys. I did see somebody make this point though of I know that I know the answer is astronomical, but in the grand scheme of things, what piece of the pie of total jerseys sold by MLB every year are all-star jerseys? Like, yes, they make some money off of them, but I don't think it is this like massive cash cow that they'd be killing if they just gave us the bone of just let everybody wear their own jersey. But they still would always do the all-star jersey for the, the home run derby. Right. Remember? Oh, yeah, that's true. So like, you still get your Rodriguez, or, yeah, your yeah. Rodriguez, your Vlad, yeah, whoever yeah. else you want in there. Yeah, no, they used the to. The polar bear. They used to, have, they used to have it. So I don't even know when they stopped doing that. But I stopped wearing their own jerseys at the game. But they would always have, like, the American yeah. for, the, for the home run derby or whatever. So, I, listen, I, this may be another hobby horse. I would never in a million years buy an oh, all-star jersey. That's... The only one I would ever consider is like one of those old school um, NHL ones. Yeah. Like the orange and black with like the big Ooh, NHL logo. Yeah, yeah. Those are nice. Yeah, very nice. Or the 2000s era 
Matt Sundin world. Yeah, I see that that's one a lot. exactly. Yeah. You see that one a lot yes, at least games. Yes, I'm like, God, do. that's a good jersey. I it like is. that jersey. But other than that, I wouldn't buy one. Not, like, And they all suck now. Yes. Every NHL one stinks. Like most of the NBA ones really stink. I didn't mind the, the MLB ones last year, yeah. but yeah, it's, usually they're bad. So. Pro Bowl guy, you know, no. they, they, even, they don't even do that anymore. No, I they actually play like don't. A flag they football just game play now. dodgeball now. Uh, Which is like, you try, should do. Trying to tell somebody to play, hey, go block well, for the, no reason. Uh, you want to, again, like we've already, we've already gone to remember the pizza clip. Remember when Bill's legend, Brian Moorman, just got absolutely murdered by Smoked. Sean Taylor, RIP, at yeah. the, at the Pro Bowl yes. there. Uh, man, that was, uh, that was the best thing that ever happened at the Pro Bowl. Worst thing that probably ever happened to that guy. Yeah, Sean, uh, so that's not going to happen anymore. That. No, he's not. He's not enjoying that. So the game, we talk about this every year. They all just kind of stink. I don't know how you can, you know, add some juice, add some steaks. The, I guess the whole, like, one kind of cool thing that came out of last night, I don't know if you saw this, was all the, the M's fans chanting, yeah. we want Shohei or come yeah. here Shohei or whatever. And, like, that's great. That's an awesome moment. But mm-hmm. what are you going to do? They would be chanting that in Cincinnati. They'd be chanting that in Kansas City. Uh, so you're not going to give them too much credit there. I did have to roll my eyes. Now, I was watching on Sportsnet, so the international feed with Buck, but I saw a clip uh, floating around of the the kind of Fox feed, I guess it was. So Joe Davis, the he's doing the call yeah. he's the Dodgers guy and he's interviewing Mookie and Freddie Freeman and he they're asking him or those guys about it and they're both like oh I don't want to tamper I wouldn't want to say anything and it's man baseball just lean into it a bit you finally have a big not finally they're sexy free agents all the time but this is a true but what are they supposed to say well they're supposed to say come to LA we want you to play with us I think I'd like that as opposed to oh I don't want to tamper just immediately hiding in their shell I don't know I didn't like it well I guess you could be like yeah we'd like him to come to LA but he, he can't we can't yeah. say that yeah I don't know it was just it was cowardly <laughs> that's, my that's, opinion. that's quite a hobby horse. yeah it was yeah it's a ca- look look okay it's a cow it, it was cowardly you're what are they gonna do what's baseball gonna do say the Dodgers then can't sign Shohei I think they'd rather have him be there than yeah, some of the other I, markets we talked about so yeah <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to get too worked up about this but I'd be lying if I wasn't annoyed no I yeah I guess it could have been like you know we would really like him in our part of LA or something well, but I just guess what you don't care 85 percent athletes are super boring like it's not the NBA this is, uh, this if you're is doing true. this if you're doing this in the NBA they would have said something because those guys actually have some personality is, but I, uh, like Major League Baseball I guess Mookie Betts is Somewhat has somewhat of personality. Nah, like he got, got he got asked before the the home run derby. He's like, "What are the chase? Is not good. No. And he's gonna win." So I guess that's some personality, yeah. but a little bit. They'll all be self-deprecating yes. most of the time. Oh, athletes, make fun right? of themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll usually be, be self-deprecating, but yeah, it's not. It's not a. No. Anyways. Yeah, the self-deprecating thing can be a, a little bit of a slippery slope, too, because I remember we had Leaper on last summer, and I asked him whatever happened to the hot foot, and he he basically nailed it perfectly that. Uh, that was okay when jokes used to be at somebody's expense, but now no making fun of me, just only me making fun of you. And that's why uh, the um, hot foot's gone in baseball. We should probably talk about the Romano. Well, we got a couple. Oh, we got texts. grinders. No, okay. not no. even early texts. Wow. Just actually people opining on sports talk. Somebody's like, don't say jurors cringe. Okay. Well, jurors, jurors. I mean, that's <laughs> just a completely normal thing that people say. Right? I, I wholeheartedly agree. I have to say sweater. You're you're looking you're game looking. day jersey. Have you ever had somebody get real pedantic with you about sweater for hockey specifically? Yeah. Or what's the other one that I always don't care about? Locker room versus dressing room. Oh, is that people our, care about that? Our boy, oh, our boy George Russick used to get into this with me all the time. But oh, it's not a and again, I I literally don't care, so I don't know which is which, but he's like, it's a dressing room, it's not a locker room. There's no oh, it was 
that's what it is because there's no lockers in hockey. There's stalls, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, the amount of things people get pedantic about, uh, I have no time for and this. This is from Allison in Toronto. I don't think my wife, but maybe... Said, no, I think I'm not your wife, I think. Who the hell buys an all-star jersey? What a waste of money. That should be punishable by a term of imprisonment. Hang your head in shame, people. I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure that's somebody who uh, on the text line who knows a thing or two about avoiding imprisonment for people. I think that's uh, that's who that is, a uh, resident lawyer listener yeah, there. So maybe. Okay. And uh, guess what? Agreed. Uh, that is disgusting. If you are not. There's one exception. You're 12 years old and your city has an all-star game. Great. Go to the game. Bug your parents. Go, oh, come on. But, I want my guy. What? But So you don't... The only way I'm thinking of it oh, being no. reasonable... Well, no, but like... If Austin Matthews makes it and you like Austin Matthews yeah. and you want to commemorate the fact totally. that he's an all-star... Yeah. Is it not... Maybe it is okay. But, okay, are you... You're like... You're gonna go to a Leafs game and like if you're a jersey, I'm just yeah, just buy a Leafs jersey. That's the thing. Yeah, like I'm no, just right. workshopping this. As you're a Leaf fan, you probably have a Matthews jersey. Mm -hmm. If the idea is now, this is a completely different thing. If the idea is like, yes, I'm a Matthews fan. Uh, you know, we've all seen the guy. I think he's out in Alberta with like the crazy Leaf cave and all that. And it's just like to go in, Curtis in Alberta, yeah, is his name? to go in the pile, or you want to frame it and put it in your Leafs room or whatever. That's a completely different scenario. But the idea of and again, like, I know people get on me even for this. I go to games. Well, I don't go to games as a fan anymore. You know, I'm a big Leafs postgame guy. But when I used to go to games, not that reason, I wear jerseys, okay? Yeah. I'm not wearing the all-star one. I'm just going to wear the one with, you know, the Maple Leaf on it there. I'm I'm done with jerseys. Yep. I'm done wearing a jersey. Yep. I love a hat. A hat and a nice shirt to a, to a Leafs or Jays or whatever. But, you know, I'm not, not too nice a shirt. Not like a collar. Oh, not a collar. I was gonna say you you have been spending time with Kipper no, down in Shashimi Row there. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Gucci Row for the NBA yeah, and Shashimi yeah, Row at yeah. at, uh, at Leafs games. The Merlot Mile. The Merlot Mile. Ooh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get the best possible name of that. We got two weeks to to figure it out. Would you Would you like to discuss any concern you have remotely about Jordan Romano? Um, who knows? He hurt his back. Flared on his back. Who knows what's going to happen? My back is absolutely killing me okay. today. I would so. like I would like to point out if Jordan Romano ever stepped to the mic and said, I feel just as good as Sam McKee. Uh, panic well, alarm. There's not one part of me that's feeling good today. I know. Like, I so, can tell. And my you, back is came just in, barking. You came in and you, we actually did like a, like a Freaky Friday's personality swap here. You were grouchy. I was chipper. I don't know what well, was. Well, you're uh, good in the morning. Okay. I am. So we got a couple more non- Grinder text, and okay. we do love the grinder text. Yes, so please, please tell please, them in. Please. Tell me what you're doing this morning, how hard you're working, where you're at, your name and location. Five ninety five ninety. We'll read the grinder text throughout the day. Oh, Jeff in Oakville, for shame on you. Uh, Good morning, guys. Jerseys are like hoodies. No one over sixteen should wear one. What, Jeff? Where is I that? I don't even see that. It's top. Oh, just, it just okay, came that in. is that is hot off the presses, and I I wanted to I wanted to spit out my coffee when I read it. Not wear a hoodie, buddy. I'll mix in a crew neck here or there. Don't get me wrong. Get out of here. Hoodies all day, especially in little winter. Little shorts in a hoodie in the summer. Yes, Hood, love like, the love the text, but Jeff, come on. Is that a thing? Apparently, I mean in Oakville. Maybe, Oh, he's maybe in my maybe in my neck. I gotta be careful if I cross over Burl Oak Boulevard between Burlington and Oakville. There, I can't be having a hood on. Apparently, um, so this guy says, "I love Otani." Okay, okay, join the club. Wow, but I wouldn't get an Angels jersey, so I'd get an All Star one. Chris from Milton. 
Okay. I mean, again, I, I, now again, I love the really, Leafs. If you want to get a really cool one, would you get a Japan one? Yes. That it, there it is. Yeah. That's the answer. If you are a, if you are an Otani guy through and through, Japan, WBC, Vanquish Mike Trout jersey. That is the one. What, it, what it, team did he play for in Japan? That would be even Oh, cooler. like, uh, I'm not going to pretend to know that. I think it was, the, wasn't he the Nippon Ham Fighters? That, I got to be honest, that feels like the team they kind of all come from. No, I feel yeah, like Darvish yeah. came from there. Like, that was I feel what like it was. Dice K, yeah. There you go. So uh, that would be great. If you're a true Otani guy or gal out there, that's the move. That's a that, hell of a team name. It, it, ham Fighters? <laughs> the Nippon Ham Fighters. Yeah, I, I mean it's pretty it. good. I can't hear it not laugh. That's my, that's my childish take for the day. That's your but childish it's, take it's for the day. It's one of the funniest well, team names. I'm happy ever. you. Uh, I'm happy you got it out <laughs> by you. by six fifteen. So again, uh, keep keep the text coming in, whether jersey related, whether all star gripe related, uh, or grinder related. We're going to read them out all day long. Uh, so one other thing we wanted to throw at you on the text line is just kind of where we're at on the Jays. You know, the old classic letter grade at the all-star break. If you're optimistic, you're giving them a high grade. Tell us why. If you're pessimistic, giving them a low grade. Tell us why. 590, 590. Please include your name and location. I guess I'll pose the question to you, Sammy McKee. Uh, Feel free to elaborate as much or as little as you would like. Mm -hmm. Your Jay's letter grade at the season is. Although I'm sitting in the the chair, I think I should probably elaborate a little bit. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's a a complicated one for me because... A lot of times in my life and lots of different things, I refer to process versus results. A lot of golf-related ones yes. where you hit a good shot, but like, hey, process there, yep. baby. That process was good. Mm-hmm. You'll get there. That's a good shot. See yeah. what happens. You're Matthew Fitzpatrick. You're I, writing it down in your little book. I like that. I like, you know, I like process. And I like what, you know, when you're good process, a lot of times you get good results. But I would say that the Blue Jays are not a good process team. And I would say that they're not as good as the record is. Okay. Don't you think? Like, I, if you're sitting here watching as many Blue Jays games as we watch over the first half of the season and to have them sitting, not comfortably in a playoff spot, only one game up, but in a playoff spot ahead of the likes of the New York Yankees, the, uh, you know, Boston, they stink, but Seattle, you know, Minnesota, all these teams. I'm surprised that the Jays are sitting there after watching a f- half of a season of Blue Jays baseball. So I'm having a tough time putting down a, a letter for it because, you know, my eye test is they are a C plus. Mm-hmm. A, the eye test, the eye test minus, is putrid. Like. A B minus, a, a C plus. But like, I think to have them in a playoff spot halfway through the season with the way things have gone, you got to go B plus. Like, right? Like this is, I think a lot of people were expecting them to be in the conversation for the division. Tons of teams pick, tons of people picked them before the season to be a, you know, a World Series contender. And I don't think anyone expected Tampa Bay to get out to a a hundred and oh start. Like that was a pretty surprising thing. I don't don't think anybody expected the Orioles to look as good as they have. So I think that's those, both those things are a little bit outside of the Jays control, although they've been beaten a lot by the Mm -hmm. Orioles. So I think the Jays process versus results here. I'm going to go with a B plus for the half the year because of where they're at and how they can build on that. I look at it as a, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a C plus. Because I think that there has been a lot of meat left on the bone regardless or regarding the guys who have played on this team. But there has also, if I told you 
The Vladdy has had moments of big struggle like he has had. Alec Manoa has been a non-factor in the teams in a playoff spot. You would be running to take that. Before you could hear anything else about the situation, you would say, 100%. yes, would agree. That's great. But, I accept you, But sir. to your point, or to the point of where the Jays are at, it's kind of all about those two guys or throw in Bo or throw in Springer. You know, make the nucleus however big you want. And if you, now Manoa... This next start coming out of the All-Star break, it, it I feel like until we see two, three, maybe four out of him where it doesn't have to be lights out, but it just has to be, okay, he's back. Then I'm going to feel confident. And with Vladdy, you're starting to see the signs come around out of it, but I don't know how you can sit here and say it's been a banner season for him. Really, I think the only guys you look at from an offensive perspective that you say this guy's having a banner season is Bo Bichette. Yep. And even he's cool to touch. And then... Kiermaier has definitely been a better bat than we would like, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, Kevin Kiermaier has been a slam dunk offensive producer for them. Yeah. In terms of pitching, it's a little different. Barrios, I think too, I think he has reset expectations. He has become what they once expected, but for coming into this year, I think he is vastly, vastly improved well, over what most people would I, have expected. I think with Barrios and you can, I'll let you keep going. Yeah, yeah. I think Barrios I'm more confident now in saying that last year was just a complete outlier than mm -hmm. saying that last year was like, look at his numbers this year. He's just having the Barrios year again, yep. right? Like he's floating around a four year, just doing the thing that he does. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm willing to say that last year was more of an outlier. And I do, I mean, I never truly believe, like he was never right. ever really in the trust tree, yes, like yes, from yes. his first start with the Jays on, like. There's always this side to me where I'm like, he is an implosion. Even when he was pitching well for the Jays, mm -hmm. I kind of was like, oh, he's a, a bad pitch away from an implosion at all times. But like just for a solid guy that's going to give you some innings, I do believe in him again. Yeah, for Barrios, I think, I think you have to. And I think the other, because whenever there is a anomaly year or an anomaly month, you always want to, if a guy's going to bounce back from it, you just want an explanation. Sometimes things happen and you can't explain it at all. I do think, you know, we heard this a lot about Barrios last year of, man, the money changes people. And mm -hmm. it's not to say it changes him in the sense of he can't do it or even the William Nylander thing that we're all worried about of, ah, he got his money and he put his feet up. Mm -hmm. It just, it adds the expectations that you have for yourself. Your life changes in a big way. And I can look back at last year and say, yeah, that's probably what it was. If your head's spiraling, it takes you a year to kind of figure it all out. We saw he had a completely different start to the season. He goes and pitches at the WBC. And I know it didn't go well, but I can look back at last year now and say, not just, ah, it was an anomaly, throw it out. But I can mm -hmm. actually point to some stuff and say, okay, I believe this or, or I see the reason why. The thing at all he continues to come back to is just Vlad and what version of him he's going to be because I think with the rest of this team now I'm not going to say it's exactly what you want but I think you kind of know what these pieces are going to give you more or less you know Matt Chapman probably has one more scorching hot month in him and other than that mm. he's going to be you know super boomer bust at uh, when he's at the dish and he's going to be a great defensive third baseman that's what you're getting out of him Brandon Belt we've seen this movie enough now we know what it's going to be Springer, Varsho, I can keep going down the list. The one guy who has the ability, and again, any of these guys can get hot and go nuts for a month, but yeah. you understand what I mean. Anybody, the only guy that you can truly bank on to turn what you've seen now into something special 
is Vlad. And I think that's why you come out of this weekend hoping it's that. And that's why I go C plus. Cause I think there's just so much room for improvement that that's why I give him a C plus letter grade. Um, yeah, I think that's all really well said. I think Vladdy, he's not, he's, he's at a seven eighty seven OPS this year, mm-hmm. which is something where there's just no way any conversation that you had when he came up And what year is this now for him? Fourth, fifth year. Something like that, yeah. Like, this is not what we would have expected. No. Right? And the eye test versus, it's not like he's getting unlucky. There's been a ton of just beating the ball into the ground, bad ABs, bad strike. Like, he really does need to improve here for them to get hot, like you're saying. Like, if he gets scorching hot, he can change the whole outlook of the team. But yeah, I've just been not impressed at all with him throughout the first half of the year. And I think there's been a lot of bad ABs. I think there's been a lot of, you know, in big spots, he's been good, apparently. Like everyone tells me that he's been the best clutch hitter on the team, but that's, you know, that's not necessarily the the best. A high watermark yeah, to, to, to climb, yeah. Considering they haven't had a lot of success in that spot. So I think C-plus is fair, but, you know, I think if you had said that they would be a playoff team at the halfway mark, everyone would have taken that too. So I think you got to bump it up a little bit. you got to be in the B range at least. Okay, so uh, text uh, starting to come in. Matt from Brantford, solid B plus. Need a cleanup hitter and a flamethrower out of the pen. Uh, as we said, the cleanup hitter. A cleanup hitter. That's that's the guy we're just talking about. He's supposed to be the generational one. And again, mm-hmm. it is such a high bar to put on somebody. But we're not even asking generational right now. We're just asking, get that OPS in the uh, nines. I'm asking a not league average. Yes. What's the league average OPS? Seven fifty. 740? Yeah. Like around there, right? It needs to be better. It yeah. needs to, needs to, needs to be better. Uh, Matt Stokes, uh, overall, this team has been disappointing. Uh, Matt and Stokes Bay, sorry. Overall, this team's been disappointing. I'm mis- more disappointed with the management of not adding to the rotation. B well, minus. The the rotation thing, I have been I have been hammering this, that this was this winter's problem of the rotation is not in peril because the five guys who are in it stink. The rotation is in peril because beyond those five guys, there's nothing. Well, I I mean, I might uh, quibble with our boy in Stokes Bay a little okay, bit here. Okay, give it to me. You know, that's not the spot they needed to add to. They just they didn't, like, they have their rotation. They have yes. an excellent rotation of five guys, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's probably way above average in the major leagues. For baseball. sure. For, really, really espe- good. Like, especially if we're giving Manoa back 1,000%. So I think maybe this is just semantics we're arguing about here, but if you wanted to say depth to the rotation, mm-hmm. I'll hear that. Okay. But their actual rotation is set, right? Like, no, totally. And you're not going to be able to go out in the, in the winter and be like, hey, league average starter. Come pitch in AAA. Yeah, come pitch for the Bisons, yeah. right? Like, it's a really tough balance to have. Like, you need to have guys that can kind of do it. Like, it's just, they have five guys and then nothing. Nothing. Yeah. They need something. Well, this but is, not, they're not going to be able to, like, fill out your, your bottom of your rotation with a like, decent guy in the major leagues. Well, so this goes back to the idea of organizational depth because the, you're right. And it's such a weird thing because no team attempts to have 
a, a bunch of fifth starters hanging out in the minors. How that happens is you have a 22-year-old who you think one day will be your fourth starter, and he just never really makes it, and then all of a sudden you have this organizational depth. So all those guys, yeah. and, you know, like no disrespect to them, but the reason they are depth and not a part of the plan is because they've been given chances to be part of the plan, and it hasn't worked out. So I think that it just goes back to the idea of this team traded so much away during those AA years. I mean, think of all the the arms that they traded away that did not come back to bite them Mm -hmm. all. And the reason we can't think of their names is because they do not matter. But if you had just one, two, three of those guys, sure. A guy like Jeff Hoffman floating around, uh, then, then maybe you'd have that, that depth. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I understand the idea of wanting a safety net for these guys, but it's, but in terms of the actual rotation, it is, I mean, maybe that's what we'll do at some point during, during this week is kind of just rank the rotations in baseball. Because honestly, the high-end stuff is there with what Gosman's capable of giving you. Barrios is your 2A or whatever you want to call him. If Manoa is back, yeah, that's dangerous, dangerous stuff. Especially if Bassett's your 4 and Kikuchi is your 5. Mm-hmm. You are locked in a great, great spot. Uh, Jeff Hoffman, by the way, uh, in 21 innings, innings pitch for the Philadelphia Phillies this year with a 2.53 ERA. Mm-mm. Um, he has struck out 30 batters in 21 innings. Not so, nothing. Yeah, so um, taking him a while. Yeah. Those early Rockies numbers. Uh, would they, you, okay. Would you, still, would you still do the Tulo trade? I would guess. Yes. Yes. I, yes. I, uh, yes. A lot of people wouldn't know. No. You know, that was a malign trade. So Very we, much so. Yeah. Anyways. We don't need to get uh, too bogged down in that. Uh, B minus. If Manoa is Manoa, the Jays have another five to seven wins. I don't know quite about that number, but uh, that, uh, grab a flamethrower and T.O. at the deadline, and this team is a real contender. That is that is the tough part of it is that if you're looking for a bat, it's like, ah, they had one and they traded him for. Well, I mean, Hernandez is the guy that most people yeah, jump to mind there. Lourdes was yes. literally at the All-Star game last he, night. No, no, I'm not taking away what Lourdes was, but I think that, you, I, I think that that one is easier to swallow for people because Lourdes is a... Lourdes is one. He's a little streakier, I think. And then two, the other part of it as well is that he is not the power bat. If you look at this team, you can see a world where Varsho is a guy who can get on base a little more. You know, Springer can do some of that. Kiermaier's actually been able to do that. But there is not power just coming out of nowhere in this lineup. And Hernandez is the one guy. And again, it's frustrating because you like Swanson. You do. This isn't yeah. a case of you don't like him. But did you have to give up that to get that? It's much like the... Gabriel Moreno, Varsho trade of, yes, you like Varsho, but did you have to give up Moreno to L- get him? Lourdes uh, would have the second best OPS in the Jays this year behind yeah. uh, Boba Shett. Yeah, so. well, I'm not, I am not going to sit here and say you don't want Lourdes Gurriel Jr. I just think that this team, the thing that... He would be the perfect guy because I don't think you can play Hernandez like, you know, here and there. No, you got to play him. I think he's like an everyday kind of yep. guy. Like he's, But I do think on a good team, Lourdes Gurriel could play three or four days a week as opposed to every single day. Like, I think he's the type of guy that you don't love his defense, but you could, for de- sure. you could DH him here. You could sneak him in left field once in a while. Well, first base Lourdes. Yeah, maybe. Did, yeah. He, did he ever do that? Yeah. I feel like he did a yeah, few yeah, times. Yeah, Vladdy, Vladdy, like got his hand stepped on or something. Did he start as a second baseman? He can, he is one of those guys who, but then he I mean, he can hard. play there. Yeah, I know. Third I mean, set, pretty much everywhere, but short and catcher and center. I think you could, you could technically throw him. This is one of those things. I have no idea how you'd ever look up, but I remember him. Maybe I'll just type in Lourdes Gurriel second base, but that he got, I mean, so, base, he so got so yippy that he couldn't throw it 
from second to first base? Like, after this weird memory? It is. Well, that's a tough thing for a guy who is either, for him, a corner outfielder or occasionally a third baseman, to go from every throw is a big, fast, hard throw to a touchy thing like that. I could totally see that being the case. And, uh, yeah, uh, Baseball Reference definitely would have that uh, on on there somewhere. So, again, keep the text coming, 590-590. Please include your name and location. Want to hear from you, whether you got Jay's opinions, whether you're a grinder out there, wow. hit us up with whatever you got. Uh, this is from Sportsnet. Uh, Good source. Would, would trust. By David Singh in Buffalo. This is a long read, okay. but I'll just give you this. Okay. How a short-term demotion and a positional switch oh. save Lourdes Gurriel Jr.'s season and reawakened his potential and altered the course of his career. There you go. And guess what? And when was that written? Singh was right. All-star last night, uh, yeah. so not wrong. And it was funny to see the guys doing, like, the – he flipping them the bird. Vladdy flipping them the oh, bird, yeah. suddenly, and they're doing the, like, yeah. the rock, paper, scissors. But, like, you know, it must suck for Vladdy to lose those guys. Those guys for are sure. boys. Like, Look, to yeah. get, have no. them get traded, and then they're, like, yucking it up at the all-star game. I, I love seeing that. Yeah, we remember, like, we remember the two – we all saw the Jays memes about the dugout last year, right, of, like, uh, the sunny side of the street and the shady side of the street in terms of, like, you got the – you got Vladdy yucking it up over there, and everybody's happy, and they're loving life, and then Matt Chapman and Boba Shett just locked in the torture chamber ready. Yeah, Vlad lost all his buds. Like, he's still friends with a lot of guys on this team. He still gets along with them well but that was part of the changes that were made the whole idea of a cultural shift that was part of it of let's get it a little less fun in here let's make it not the most fun yeah. thing every day so uh, so yeah i totally see that um this is a great one from steve on the 400 calling out our guy about the hoodies yes i'm just gonna read this i mean I, who doesn't love a little shade in the morning between texters the guy who wrote the text about not wearing <laughs> uh jerseys after 16 probably wears a plaid shirt every single day <laughs> listen i don't I don't mind outfit uniformity. Yeah. I, you know, in the summer, I wear a very similar thing almost every single day. How many, you you know me, you see me a lot. Yeah. What are we at? Four days a week that I have a quarter zip on? Yes. Minimum? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a t-shirt, shorts, white shoes guy, and a hat. That's, that's, if you see me in the street, that is what I'll be wearing. And right now I'm wearing a collared shirt because I'm going to play some golf after this. But, you. um, <laughs> um, didn't get enough, eh? It's a long story. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't mind a guy wearing the same thing every day. I really don't because there's enough things people have to worry about in life. Totally. Like one of the things I'm the most in awe of, oh. and it's a little, it's trickled into my like algorithm on TikTok and on Instagram or whatever because I'm always watching it because I'm just sure. fascinated by it, is like people just getting dressed and wearing the most incredible <laughs> outfits because I'm just like, how do you think of that? How do you look so cool every day? I see people walking on the street. I'm always in awe of like people who are dressed incredibly well. I was like, God, you look good. How'd you think of that? Like I couldn't think of anything other than a t-shirt and shorts. I never understand it. I'm, it blows buddy, my mind. Buddy, you are you're talking to the right guy in terms of knowing nothing about that. It works its way into my feed as well. And I also, now I have a slightly different reaction. Like, it's too much time. It's too much effort. Cannot be doing it. Yeah. Good for you. Enjoy what you like. There's no shaving here, but yeah, uh, love that. Also, uh, just one more piece of shade uh, on the on that texture. Somebody said, uh, add in a pocket protector uh, to the plaid shirt. So they're they're getting on uh, our man. Uh, somebody else saying, wear a jersey till you're 90. So uh, do what you like. I do not care. Um, back to our all-star jersey conversation. Uh, how about the 2000 North America jersey with Curtis Joseph? That's the one I got as a kid. I still rock it today. Dan and Brampton. 
as I said, the be- did you hear the last part of that? When I got it as a kid, that is the time. Like if you like next year or what I think we said it's next year, the NHL All-Star game is going to come here. You're going to see 10,000 12-year-olds rolling around with I don't know, Marner jerseys probably, Matthews whatever, whoever. Uh, maybe not Neilander cuz he's not on the team. <laughs> oh wait, that's a topic we'll we'll have to get back uh, into. You're going to see it, okay? Uh and that's great. Good for you if you're 12. Uh if you're not Tough. The, that that jersey had some complicated years, eh, Dan? Yeah, just a couple, eh? Uh, with the old uh, with the old jettisoning himself to the Red Wings. And, <sighs> oh God, that there's nothing. Never really, not going to hurt. There's really not many things that broke my heart harder than that as a sports fan than when he left. It it was tough, man. I told I I actually told you this. Uh, I'm going to have to have that moment with my kid. Like Fred Van Vliet is his guy. He's gone. I'm gonna have to break his heart. And uh yeah, it's always uh every time there's a every every time it happens to you, you never forget the first one. The Cujo one was heartbreaking, heartbreaking, heartbreaking. All right, keep the text pouring in. 590, 590. Include your name and location. Uh if you want to get on that guy who got on us about wearing hoodies, I'll gladly take that. Taking your jersey text. Also, uh the PGA tour, Piff, Live. They got dragged before Congress yesterday. We will try our best to make sense of that. Get into what's going on with the Raptors. Loaded, loaded show today. David Sampson, Nick Felino joining us in the next hour. Keep listening here. It's Fan Morning Show with Gunningham McKee on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Fan Morning Show. Brink Gunning, Sam McKee here. Just in a chipper mood on a Wednesday. And if you think we're happy today, wait until you hear us tomorrow when there is literally nothing to talk about. Uh, we're going to be in the content mines, grinding, chipping away. Yeah, if you've got any ideas what you want us to talk about, text us. Literally anything, uh, honestly. I mean, I'm not saying we will do it, but we will at least entertain the possibility of it. One thing. Text just, us right now and tell us. Please, please. Please, God. Actually, like, well, as far as we're concerned, uh, it is request night at the bar tomorrow, and it is topics you would like to hear us discuss. Uh, but today, we do have a bit of a biggie. Uh, again, we're going to have uh, Riggs from Barstool join us at 8.30 to talk a lot more about this, but the PGA Tour, Live Piff, got dragged before Congress yesterday, which... You know, that was a shock to see in and of itself. We got the always good normal sport tweet from Kyle Porter. Normally, it's when a ball is stuck in the guy's shoe and somebody has to hit it out of there. Uh, But this time, it was leaders before Congress. Proposals of McElroy and Tiger potentially getting live teams. Yasser Al-Rumayan trying to grease RNA and Augusta National memberships out of this for himself. Sam McKee, where do you want to start? Because my head is still kind of half spinning from all this yesterday. I thought the the shot of Jay Monahan just sitting there, <laughs> uh, just you're probably wondering how I ended up here. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. It's just insane. I I don't. I never. This is one of the most unprecedented sports stories. Really is in the history of sports. Like I, from where we were. I don't know, a year ago? Yeah, pretty much, because it all broke at the Canadian Open last year, so a little more than a year ago. Like, at this time last year, the war between PGA Tour and Liv was raging. Yes. It was one of the hottest you were, battles. You you had your face paint on. I don't know I don't know what color Liv is, but whatever it was, you were you were charging and ready. I was wearing my crusher's hat. You were that you can't buy. I know. 
makes you so mad. Makes you crushed. It, it really does. And then to have it be a year later that Jay Monahan, the man that fought so hard against Liv, yes, is sitting in front of Congress, being like I arguing love, for I love Liv. Liv. <laughs> it's insane. Just like zooming out from this, it is. It's really, really hard to fathom why what we're here, like how we're here. I don't get it, and we still know nothing. Like I, the all these proposals, there's just. No chance in a million years that Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy are going to do that, right? I don't think so. I'm not. I am done ruling anything out regarding any of this stuff. I would like to be perfectly on the record there. I think it is still like you're asking me to put percentage odds on it. I'm going to say 95% no. Mm -hmm. But to me, the reason why that report or because, again, it's part of one of the proposals that was apparently and until we see an actual framework here, I'm not going to say anything has been rejected, but that was apparently rejected is, you know, there was all this talk about, oh, what about Justin Thomas? How is he going to be made whole? You know, look, JT matters in the grand scheme of things, but there were two guys who needed to be made whole because they left more money on the table than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And it was Rory and it was Tiger. Now, Tiger, obviously, the place he holds everything. Rory's price just kept going up every time he took the mic and saying an anti-live thing. Because if you finally got him, there really would be there'd be no amount of money that it would be worth to them to to get that guy. And I think the idea of it is that because there was remember again, this is all going back to the Canadian Open week. There were reports that Jeff Bezos was potentially looking at buying a live franchise. So if you wanted to say what is the easiest, simplest way to make those guys whole? Well, let's just give them an entity that's worth. I don't know, 200, 300 million dollars, then it's theirs in perpetuity. Now, again, I don't think that's actually going to happen, but I can see how I can see how it came to to light there. What about you? Are you saying they're like, are you in the same boat as me that you're not willing to rule out anything? Are you ruling it out? Do you have any more clarity on this? Because I am just as confused today as I was yesterday. And I do understand what happened. I want to be clear, but it is just there is still such a smokescreen regarding what is actually going to come out of the deal regarding these two or three parties. I I think there is no ch- there is a chance that that <laughs> Rory McElroy and Tiger Woods do this because I think they're just gonna be rich beyond their wildest dreams, which they already are, mm-hmm. but they're just going to be able to set up, you know, they're going to have, there's just the amount of money that's coming in is going to be not, you're not going to be able to turn it down. And I think they both fought hard enough against Liv at the time where now if all the money's coming in anyway. You're saying they fought the grizzly bear. Time to go limp now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might be time just to, it might be time just to lie down Yeah, and be like, okay, fine. We'll take the money. Like, I think they had enough negative press against it mm-hmm. that if the money's just coming in anyway, they're probably going to take it. And I think that's probably a nightmare for a lot of golf fans, but mm-hmm. I, I just think that's the sad reality of the world we live in here now with this. Like, I do think that they're probably, there is a chance. I'm not going to say above 20%, right. but I think there's about a 20% chance that they do actually do something like this. Yeah, and the the other part of it as well is, you know, the question of what will happen with Liv. You know, Greg Norman was loud at the time saying this doesn't change anything. Liv's going to continue to operate. Obviously, part of these proposals that were leaked and we haven't heard anything from him refuting it since is that Greg Norman was the pain sponge. He was the meat shield. He was the sacrificial lamb. You know, PJ Tour giving up a lot in this. 
They wanted a scalp and they wanted Greg Normans, and it seems like they're going to ha- to have got it there. Yeah. Uh, the the other the other thing about the team golf event is, you know, the, we know the PGA Tour wanted to make this. Again, I, I I love golf more than anyone. I love Tiger and Rory more than anyone. Mm-hmm. But even I roll my eyes at this. The idea that they want to make like in the winter top golf teams and it's going to be an hour, hour and a half TV product. That's what the PGA Tour would like their team golf to be. So I think that there's no way that an entity like that could have the commercial value that a live team could. But I think that that's the way the PGA tour would like to steer things of making it like base effectively top golf teams that McElroy and tiger mm-hmm. and whoever, and that is happening. It's just a matter of how important and how much money is going to get pumped into it. Yeah. But I think we should probably start to know here pretty soon what maybe next year is going to look like. Wouldn't you think? Well, so the 23, hope? so Everything in talking with people, again, this is, you know, going back to the Canadian Open Week, but talking with people on the ground was that no matter what kind of happens, 23-24 is it's kind of baked in. It's pretty okay. tough to make some big monumental changes. The okay. real season we're looking for, 24-25. So next year is going to be a pretty, what, whatever a standard golf season is anymore in, in the year 2023, yeah. you're going to have one of those. Uh, and then a couple of years from now, you'll be looking so at the big change. Are they still, I wonder if they'll still do the elevated events or still going to do it the exact same way as they did last that year. Is, that, my understanding is that is how it will be for next year. And then is it we shall the, see beyond that. Is it going to be the PIF money then? Next year? Maybe. Like, are they going to start paying the elevated events? Like, It's entirely possible. I'm just so confused as to what actually is going to happen here. But you, I mean, I'm not going to step on your feet here. Yeah. But him trying to grease the wheels for a couple of memberships. Oh, my God. It's so good. I've never never related to someone more in my life. And I've gotten better at this. I used to be a sheep. I was so scared. I go, oh, I can't ask for it. What are they going to say? No. Uh, to the point where it was a little embarrassing, but when we were at the Joe Carter Classic, I was literally just asking Jose Batista to give me a driver. Okay, so like I, I've got pretty <laughs> shameless myself these days, but Yasser Al Rumayan, who is the I am, I am, I'm still not as good as it at you. People are like, um, why are you smiling like that? No, you can't have it. Uh, one day I'll get on your level though. Thank but you, Yasser Al Rumayan, who is the head of the PIF Fund. He tried to get himself out of this memberships to Augusta. Now, keep in mind, this is also the same guy who tried to rent out Augusta for a live players meeting at the very beginning of all this. And they uh, said no thanks. And then also the Royal and Ancient, uh, which is the technically you're a member at St. Andrews, but it's a little more complicated than that. But we'll just kind of leave it there. You have to ask. You have to try. Uh, I'm not surprised that both parties said no, though. Yes. Yeah. Um. It just goes to show. It's not just about money at, at Augusta. It's not. Right? Like, well, no. Well, a little bit. But still, like, I, if there's one person that I thought would probably be able to get in, it'd be him. It's right? true. It is true. And the, honestly, that is the best golf book I would love to read or the half hour, 30 for 30 type thing of all the rich people who are dying to be members at Augusta and they're just too thirsty. So they'll never get in. Like that is the, that is actually the a selection book. process. Yeah, I would love not even the selection process just cause it is a classic thing of if you go, if you appear overly yeah. eager, it's yeah. not happening, yeah, yeah. but you, you know, it's Augusta. How are you not going to be overly eager? Uh, one other thing I wanted to point out on this Every time we find out a new piece of information, there are a thousand pieces of shrapnel that go everywhere mm-hmm. and 900 of them find their way into Jay Monahan's body because so yesterday comes out a must call list for 
Keith Pelly and Jay Monahan. So Monahan, uh, president commissioner of the, or sorry, commissioner of the PGA Tour, Keith Pelly, uh, the same title at the DP World Tour. So they split up all the important people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rolex gets calls from both of them. That's how important they are. Just yes. putting that out there. So Pelly was supposed to call Rolex, the DP World Tour, Johan Rupert, Dr. Munjal, and Martin Slumbers. I know some of these names. I don't know some others, okay? Martin Slumbers. That's what I wish my name was today. Uh, Royal and Ancient Chair, buddy. Uh, you Boy, you wish you were him. And yes, you do wish you were Martin Slumbers. Jay Monahan was supposed to call Rolex, FedEx, RBC, Golf Orgs, Broadcast Partners, but perhaps most importantly, the two guys he did not call he was supposed to call Tiger and Rory. He's just a coward. It's Did he forget? Not, I mean, I, there's no way he forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I've had, you know, I've had, ah, I, I, I meant to hit the check on the iPhone note. No. No. Come on. Everyone <laughs> terrified. has not made phone calls in their lives because they're they don't terrified. Want to. Yeah. And they're like, I can get away with not calling these people, right? It's like, yeah, yeah it's like, you know. I get in trouble at school and then be like, uh, call my sister. Yeah. Don't call my mom. Like, it's, like, right? it's just, yeah. If he forgot to call them, I mean, he may be not fit to be the PGA tour commissioner anyway, but if he forgot to call say. them, that's a tough one. And I, I can't imagine because he had health issues right after all this happened. Yes. I can't imagine it's not, it's helpful for his health issues to be sitting in front of Congress. You don't getting think, grilled. Okay. No. I really yeah. don't think so. Yeah, I would never, you know, I, I'll be honest. I'm not going to say that he didn't have health issues, but yeah. there's never been anything more perfectly timed in, in somebody's life than, than well, needing to. A lot of stress. I mean, again, like two things can be true, right? That uh, that one beget the other. Like I'm not saying he didn't have health problems. I'm just saying they were brought on by his terrible decisions so, that led to this point probably. A couple texts quickly before we go to break. Hi, guys. Enjoying the feedback. I ref kids in Oakville so it's water off a duck's back. <laughs> While we were making a list... <laughs> Destination weddings also out. That's from our guy who said the jerseys can't. And I, I am I am wholeheartedly in with him on that. Nah. It's got to be good friend. You ever been me. to one? Uh, no. Oh, shocker. Party. Yeah. Oh, oh ten shock. out of ten oh, time. Oh, oh, shocker. I don't want to go somewhere. What? A, I, what a shock. I went for a week in 2018 or 2017. My boy Roberto, Michaela. One of the times of my life. Yeah. So I would highly recommend it. That's another bad take from a guy in Oakville. Sorry, mm. Jeff. No, I'm with I'm 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 gladly with Jeff on that one. I will I will gladly have a time with you for a night and then sleep in a hotel or my own bed is what I will do so, and then be in my own bed the very next day. A uh, couple uh, couple suggestions on what we should talk about. Yes. Talk about conspiracy theories. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What. What's your favorite one? Oh, I mean, like, okay, so this is this has become too dark in the year 2023. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm a I'm I'm a I can get into a little like who shot JFK or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I can yeah. get into like an old school yeah, conspiracy yeah. theory like that. What about you? You got one off the top of your head? Uh I like the moon. The moon. Yeah, I like the moon landing. I, being I, I'm I'm here for that. I, I love it. That There's was, no window the moon, bro. Yeah. That was when conspiracies <laughs> were fun, and uh now dudes are <laughs> there's no moon. There's no wind. Why is the flag waving, bro? Uh, Look at the shadows. How can you have two shadows if the sun's over? Yeah, I, buddy, I've gone down all the rabbit holes with you. Talk about the Ontario APC Racing Series broadcast on GeForce TV and Racing America. Don't know what that means. Good luck to you. You know what we will do? One to- hold on. No. One topic is uh, idea is Daniel Ricardo replacing Nick DeVries as an Alpha Tori driver. Uh, F1, fastest car still wins? Yeah, yes. okay. Can confirm. There we go. Can confirm. Uh, something else I can confirm, David Sampson. Going to join us next. 
He knows what's going on in baseball. We should ask him, what is going to happen with Shohei Otani? Is it going to be annoying for him to have to talk about it for the rest of the baseball season? It better not be, because that's what I'm going to ask him about next. McKee and Gunning, Fan Morning Show here on Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan.